Next on BYU Sports Nation, the starting quarterback is Taysom Hill. BYU football rolling out lucky seven. Taysom, the coaches, and you react. Radio show host Greg Swaim joins us from the heart of Big 12 country. Is BYU really only one vote away from the Big 12? Plus, senior receiver Mitchell Jurgens on his quarterbacks. And have you seen the Manga Miracle Lego video? We'll talk to the creator. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, August 24th, wherever. However you are dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the special Jerem Jordan. Oh, yeah, nice Lego movie reference. I'm very excited for Bat- the Batman Lego movie. That comes out in February. So, We're not five that months far away? away? Is that our next countdown? No. Can we stop that? Yes. We're, clo- we're close to being <laughs> stopping that. <laughs> Are we, though? We thought we were close after Countdown to the Cornhuskers. No, I mean, we're close to stopping it for a couple months. <laughs> and then it's Countdown to, well, depends, doesn't it? Oh, it could man. Be, it's LSU as of now. I, it'll LSU, still be LSU, man. It will still be LSU. Yeah, it'll be LSU. No, let's not even. If BYU gets a Big 12 invite, I think BYU is still playing LSU. More importantly, well, they play LSU, you we'll figure that out later. More yeah, importantly, <laughs> are you a master builder? And have you seen the Lego video featuring BYU with the Manga Miracle against Nebraska? Wasn't that awesome? We saw that in the show yesterday, and the rise and shout was uh, to the guy. We're going to talk to the guy. His name's Jared Jacobs. We're going to talk to him coming up later in the show, the guy that created it. He's not a BYU fan. He just made it. In fact, he's a Boise State fan. Respect to Jared Jacobs. I built an Angry Birds Lego car. For my son's fifth birthday the other night, I, I had trouble with 72 pieces. That's, things are I, no, way no, more complex now than they were when I had Legos. And yeah. so to watch him do this, I mean, mad respect. Oh, my gosh. Did you also hear that BYU finally had maybe the most influential uh, potential backer of BYU in the public sphere lobby for BYU to Oklahoma St- State booster T. Boone Pickens? One Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney did it. So there's there's your uh, there's your Justin Timberlake Memphis lobby. Uh, there's your Texas president for Houston. Lob, you know Mitt Rom- Mitt Romney endorses BYU <laughs> to the Big Twelve. What took so long? He's a BYU graduate. Yeah, you know. Here are today's undergraduate BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football, as we mentioned, has named a starting quarterback. His name. Taysom Hill, who turned 26 yesterday, head coach Kalani Satake said, quote, the best guy won and a great player was in second place. We felt that Taysom was the guy who earned the spot, end quote. Also, Tanner Mangum will not be redshirting this season. Much more on that in just a few minutes. Seven seniors on the football team, Michael Davis, Taysom Hill, Harvey Longy, Kai Nakua, Sai Tautu, Travis Tuiloma, and Jamal Williams made the Reese's Senior Bowl watch list. After the season in January, there's a Senior Bowl uh, where they just eat races and play football. It's fantastic. <laughs> Seven Cougars named that watch list. Funny you bring up Harvey Long. Yeah, I got a text from my little brother last night who is teaching a class on campus at BYU and said, hey, Harvey Long, he's in my class. I hope he gets good grades. <laughs> <laughs> just stick to the program here. Just do your homework, dog. Uh, Tuckett Slade was named as the new director of baseball operations yesterday at BYU for being an assistant after from 
or after being an assistant coach at Salt Lake Community College the past four years. Tuckett Slade sounds like the name of someone who could kill a bear with his bare hands, doesn't it? <laughs> Tuckett Slade? That's a great name. He needs to be teamed up with Jim Bridger. <laughs> Jim Bridger. I'll give you $1,000 if you can get some corn to go in the Salt Lake Valley. Tucker Slade and Porter Rockwell. <laughs> Porter Rockwell. <laughs> it's our Porter Rockwell reference. That's fantastic. And an update from Cougars in the Miners. Adam Law went two for three with an RBI for the AA Jackson Generals. Jacob Rugman continues to shred. Went two for four with a double for the AAA Nashville Sounds. And Michael Rucker, in his fifth appearance, sk- pitched two scoreless innings of relief for the Arizona League Cubs. It's good to be a Chicago Cub or any member of the Cubs organization for that matter. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill, lucky seven. You know, we uh, we talked as a staff this weekend, and uh, Taysom's going to be our starter, and so he's excited about that. Um, we're excited to you know see him go again. So that's, uh, that's the plan going in, and, and that's where we're at. He's 100% healthy, and he's a fifth-year senior. Uh, he turned 26 today, so uh, you know he's he's uh, got the experience and, and the leadership of the group, and so um, we feel real comfortable with with him in there. The Heisman Trophy winning coordinator Ty Detmer making it official. BYU football names their starter, a fifth-year senior, Taysom Hill. On his 26th birthday, as Jaron pointed out yesterday, the most BYU thing ever. <laughs> number he's 26. Number he's 26. Yeah, I know. That's, I believe he's the oldest active QB in FBS, and I think he's the oldest starting quarterback in BYU history. 26. Number seven will run Correct onto the I'm field wrong. as the guy on September 3rd. And so, quite simply put, Jaron, what's your reaction? Taysom Hill's a starter. I'm surprised, said no BYU fan. The day, February 16th, he announced that he was coming back. There was no doubt in my mind that he was going to be the starter. So I'm not shocked at all. It is a formality. It is funny that Monday we discussed when should BYU announce. Well, guess what? Taysom Hill said that he was told Saturday. So Mm. on Monday he had already been told, and you were right and I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Can we clip that off, please, and save that been, in the annals of BYU Sports Nation history forever? I've been forever. wrong so much on this show. We all know that. <laughs> We're all wrong. We're all wrong! But I'm right a lot, too, <laughs> I think. How do you feel about Taysom Hill as a starter? Answer today's Twitter question. What's your reaction to Taysom Hill being named starting quarterback at BYU, at uh, STLBYU? Five-year, uh, fifth-year senior with a lot of success, both with his arm, legs in his arm. No-brainer, Tanner Mangum, Tanner Mangum equals ideal backup, smart, young, proven, mature. And can I add one word to that tweet? The future for BYU. Well, he was the past as well mm. already. And how many quarterbacks could be the present? Who have knows, man? done that? Interesting. I, I don't know that BYU's ever had a 12-game starter the year before be the backup to start the next season. It's hard to, like, find. I don't have 80 hours in the day to look the stuff up. Maybe somebody knows. Tell me if that's ever happened. It'd be tough to find that for sure. At Cougars Forever, I am ecstatic about the news. The only reason why Taysom shouldn't be is if he wasn't healthy. This shows that he is. That's a great point. That's a great point. 100% healthy, and Ty Detmer has said it a couple of times, Taysom Hill has backed that news up. He's ready to go. A ton of emotions for all of BYU Sports Nation on the news that Taysom is back and he is the starter. And I Congratulations thought was... on being the first to that on Twitter, by the way. Oh, thank you It's not all much. about being first, but kind of. 4-9 speed. 
<laughs> you were four three speed on that tweet. Your fingers. Listen, here's my here's my additional reaction to this. This is fantastic. Taysom Hill is the best, uh, most a- he's the most athletic quarterback in BYU football history. Previously, everyone thought Steve Young was that guy. Steve Young is the one saying that Taysom Hill is the most athletic. So we're like, oh, he says that? Okay, for sure, Taysom Hill <laughs> is a freak of nature. You remember how big Luke Staley was? Taysom Hill is equal to or bigger than that. You know what I mean? This is the toughest schedule in BYU history, Spencer. Taysom Hill is 26. He's, he's older. He's a senior. He's extremely smart. He's never been blown out. 15 points is the max he's ever lost as a starter. BYU has a shot to win every game he plays in. I think this is a fantastic situation for BYU. Rewind back to last September when uh, September 5th, when he uh, tore his Liz Frank. Here he is as a starter now. It's almost been a year, and, the, and the, he's overcome it, and here he is. Can he stay healthy? That's a question that you couldn't possibly answer, but you hope that the answer is yes. But what are Taysom's numbers as the starter? How many games has he even played in? Let's take a look at that in our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Taysom Hill is 15-6. and six. As a starter. I have that as over a 700 winning percentage. (laughs) 2-0 as a freshman. 8-5 against a similarly tough schedule like this year in 2013. Sophomore. Junior, 4-1. And And then last year, he started the game that BYU won against Nebraska. There are a few words that come to my mind immediately at the thought of Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback at BYU. One, experience. Obvious. He's the guy. has been the guy for a long time. And when you watch him play, he plays with an air of confidence. Some people think it it comes off as, I don't know, braggadocious. Who cares? I want my quarterback to play that way. The best athletes ever know they're good. That's part of what makes them great. Experience. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not Sunday afternoon in the chapel. It's a football game. You can, you can have a little swag, baby. Experience. Moxie, confidence. And do you not feel like BYU has a chance to win every game when Taysom Hill is the quarterback? Of course you feel like they've got a chance because the record and what he's done speaks for itself. He was a Heisman candidate two years ago. So for those of you that are saying, well, I don't know. Really? Who's saying that? Speak up. Because that's a vocal minority, right? I don't think there should even be a vocal minority. Even, and you're entitled to that for sure. But even if you're like, no, 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 I want Tanner Mangum. Guess what? Tanner Mangum's going to be a three-year starter at a minimum at BYU. At a minimum. Now, here's the thing. Some of you who step back and see the whole picture are like, but is he going to get hurt? And I would respond with this. New offense. Less opportunities for him to take hits. At least we think. And he's gone about the recovery process in a different way. Listen to what he said yesterday. I would say at, at this point where previously everything was about getting healthy, and I would say this offseason has been more about maintaining my health for the long run and, and for the season. And so those are the things that I've really focused on. Maintaining my health. The $100,000 Porsche is out of the body shop, Jerem, and has been maintained. Yes, it's been in a few accidents, but Show he's me the still a Porsche. And primed and ready to race. You're still going to drive the Porsche. If, so, if the mechanic says, hey, the Porsche is in tip-top shape, are you not going to drive it? We couldn't possibly know or predict whether Taysom Hill is going to get hurt or not. It's football. 
Stuff happens. It really does. I hope he doesn't. I hope he stays healthy. That would be amazing. And that Tanner Mangum doesn't have to play a meaningful snap all year. That would be ideal. Because then it's Tanner Mangum's team. We'll explore another day the role of Tanner Mangum in this. Because he's the key to this whole process to me. Taysom said as of yesterday he took 80% of the reps in practice and game planning offensively for Arizona has begun. Countdown to the Wildcats. Ten days away. Ten? Single digits tomorrow. <laughs> We're almost there, man. Single digits tomorrow. Wow. I already booked uh, in, in my schedule to watch uh, Cal Hawaii Friday night. You watching that because it's college football? Of course I'm Friday going night, to watch baby. it. Yeah! I don't care about Cal and Hawaii. I do now. <laughs> we, we all do. We all do. I love what Kalani Sasaki said about you're choosing between great and great in reference to Tanner and Taysom. True that. It's a great situation. How close is BYU to a potential Big 12 invite? Greg Swain will join us from Big 12 country. Senior receiver Mitchell Jurgens has some things to say about his quarterbacks next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures. You know those are on BYU TV. Our conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, if you missed it uh, last night, don't worry. Right after BYU Sports Nation uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern time, after further review with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon, who's on BYU TV, they break down the 1990 Classic against Miami, the greatest win. In BYU football history, it's coming up right after the show at 1 Eastern time. Yeah, nice take from after further review going back with the classic games. First, the Miracle Bowl in 1980 against SMU. The national championship game, pseudo-national championship game against Michigan in the Holiday Bowl of 84. And then the greatest home victory in BYU football history against number one ranked Miami in 1990. Check it out. Coming up right after BYU Sports Nation. Also, you should answer today's Twitter question. Which is, what is your reaction to Taysom Hill being named the BYU starting quarterback? At Shamo, uh, Shamo ML17 says, I leapt so high for joy, I think I went over a longhorn or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's well played. Fantastic. That's well played. Mitchell Jurgens has caught meaningful passes from three different BYU quarterbacks, including Taysom Hill. He's going to do so again. And he's a dude that understands the spotlight. We went two-on-one with Mitchell Jurgens yesterday after BYU fall camp practice number 13. All right, Mitch, 11 days away from Arizona. I like asking the question to each of the coaches and players now that we get one day closer. What's the first thing that runs through your mind when you think 11 days away from an actual football game? Excitement. I mean, I think the thrill of kickoff, the thrill of game day, and waking up in the morning with, you know, just the anticipation of the game. Uh, we've prepared a long time for this, and so nothing but excitement, just ready to go, and and uh, it's finally here. I think that's the words that are going through my head. So, Taysom Hill was named the starter. Um, how was that announced to the team? Um, to be honest, it it didn't get announced. Uh, we just came we just came uh, to practice, and you know they they said Taysom was was a starter, and and to be honest. All throughout fall camp, we you know we were ready for this moment, um, whether it was Tanner or Taysom, and, and we've got trust in, in both guys. And um, but the fact that they did announce one, I think you know we're just ready to hit the ground rolling and uh, just knowing what we're going to expect. And and so you know we're just pumped to to see what we can do. I'm I'm excited to see him get on the field again and and do the Taysom thing. So 
it's it's exciting. <laughs> What's the Taysom thing for those that don't know? Uh, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of luxury is it to have two quarterbacks of that caliber taking all of the reps in fall camp? Oh, it's it's amazing. Like, there's, you know, the technically, you know, when when the coaches announce the twos are up, you know, you see Tanner go in, and and I'd say he's one of the top two best quarterbacks in the nation, and and so. It, every single rep in practice we know that we're getting quality reps and um, as a receiver whoever's in you you know we can get better um, run crisp routes we know the ball is going to be there and and so it's just we're blessed as a receiving core to have two guys like that how is there not any kind of controversy or division among the team with these two um, they're just both class acts they're both just humble um and and they're both leaders they understand their role and and so whatever um news that is i guess they get told uh, in any role that they get put in they're going to perform that to the best of their ability and and so i i think to to sum it up they both love byu um, they would do anything on the field for us um, whether it's on the practice field whether it's on the game field and and they understand their role and um yeah, it's just two guys that we can follow into the season and know that we'll have success. Last year in the spread offense, we were used to seeing at times five receivers on the field, many formations with four receivers on the field. Now that BYU is in a pro-style offense, how will that change? What, how many receivers are going to be on the field on a regular basis? Um, you know, we'll see come game time. We've, we've put in a lot of packages, and we're, we're trying a lot of things out. Um, and, you know, at times you will see four, you'll see five. Um, in that traditional offense, pro style offense, you'll see two, you know, with a tight end, two backs. Um, but I, I think you just see a lot of diversity, um, a lot of different packages that'll mix up the defense, and and I think that's the key, you know, to a good offense, uh, keeping the defense on their toes, uh, and they, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be special. But you'll see you'll see good things from the receiving core. We're we're, we're confident. Does not having a flexed out tight end open up things for a guy like you at all, or no? Um, you know, it, it does, and, and that's the thing. I think come game one, you'll see a flex tight end. Um, we, we haven't uh, done too much of that, but, you know, that's kind of where BYU's been comfortable uh, the last, um, you know, the last couple of seasons, and so if we have to make that adjustment at some time, I think we can be comfortable doing that as to does that open me up or, um, you know, I don't know. I think we're all getting used to this. Um, it's been a good fall camp. I felt like I've, you know, been able to contribute a lot, and, and not just me, but every single guy uh, as a receiver. And, and so whoever's on the field, whatever package we have out there, we know that guys will get the job done, and we're excited to see them go to work. In terms of understanding the playbook, how comfortable are the quarterbacks and the receivers together with everything that's been thrown out? I think really comfortable. Um, it's, you know, Coach Detmer has done an awesome job at simplifying the offense uh, to know exactly what we're doing. We've we've practiced a lot, you know, in, in every meeting. Coach Cahoon goes over with the receivers, you know, what plays we have on the script, and making sure guys know what they're doing. And so I think this transition to learn a new offense, they've taken the right speed, the right approach, and, and we feel comfortable as receivers and quarterbacks to know that we'll be in the right position and, and ready to make plays. How different is the rhetoric involved in the actual plays? Because you're huddling, so now it, there's actual terminology maybe more than just looking at the signs? Or? Yeah, it's, it's different. Um, I think it's a little more clear uh, being in a huddle. If there's a question, if a receiver's confused, you know, the quarterback's right there. And, 
and let's be honest, the quarterbacks know everything. So you can, <laughs> you know, you can ask them a question, and and they'll tell you exactly what to do, where to line up, how tight to be. And so, with you know going slower, huddling, it does allow um, a receiver to kind of, if there's confusion, if there's a question, to rely on um, guys that you know have been there and, and guys that know what they're doing. And and so I think it does allow us to play faster once the ball snapped. How have you gotten better individually? from your junior to your senior season? Um, I think, you know, just one with experience. I I think there comes a confidence. I I feel confident. I feel like, you know, being a senior, man, I've done this. And and so it does. And and I think confidence is everything. So I do feel like my confidence is, is... is greater, uh, which allows me to perform better. But this off season worked really hard. Um, I feel like I'm quicker and faster, um, stronger, and uh, so I do. I feel like every aspect of my game has improved, and and uh, yeah, just ready to get after it. You got married too, I, and that helped a lot. <laughs> I get more sleep. Uh, you know, it's it's just my wife's amazing, and uh, she treats me right, and uh, she's getting me ready for the season. So, will we see you in a kick and or punt return? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I've been working with the punt returners, and and uh, both you know Garrett and I were feeling feeling really good, feeling confident, and so you know there's there's a chance to see us both back there um, at the same time. So um, it's and and not just me and him. There's other guys that are just doing really well, and so whoever's out there, you know, I've said this a lot, but whoever's back there, uh, we know that you know guys are quick, guys will make plays, and and uh, you know just excited to see people go to work. So. What's the best part of having your brother back on the offensive side of the ball? It's awesome. I mean, you know, one thing we've dreamed about playing on the same team for, uh, you know, for years is, since we were kids. But it, it's more special that we're both on the offensive side of the ball where we're both comfortable. And, um, you know, it's in high school we were known as the dynamic duo, and I think we can see that this year. You know, I know he'll get on the field. He's had an awesome fall camp. And, um we're twins for a reason, so everything I can do, he can do as well. And so, um, yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm, I'm pumped for Garrett, and uh, I know that he'll have a great senior year. Does Ben Cahoon or Ty Detmer know the difference between you two without your numbers? No. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> no. It's uh, If we switched jerseys, they would have no idea. <laughs> Neither were the fans for the most part, right? I I know because of the, we talked about it a lot, but yeah. the mole, Mitchell from mole on the, yeah, on the right side. Patch up the mole for games. and uh, That's true. You know, yeah. No one will know. That's hey, a little cover-up? Yeah. You don't know. If, if Garrett starts <laughs> to get more PT, you switch jersey, you know, it happens. It all comes down to the jawline, really, it right? Does, the insiders does. know the jawline yeah, the jaw of line. both of the Juergens uh-huh. brothers. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate the time, Mitchell. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Go Cougs. Mitchell Jurgens, senior wide receiver, as I mentioned, has caught meaningful passes from three quarterbacks, Taysom Hill, Christian Stewart. And Coy Detmer Jr. And Tanner Mangum. Oh, and Tanner Mangum. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't, don't – Coy Detmer Jr., you know. What? I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> You're the one that inferred that there was an issue. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, he, we talked about both quarterbacks, and that's interesting as a receiver to know that Hey, both of these guys are really good, and then it wasn't like a big reveal. It was just like, oh, here comes there was Tan- no reveal. Here comes Tanner with the twos. Yeah. So that's kind of how they just knew, like, oh, Taysom's the starter and Tanner's the backup. I said this a long time ago, and I'll say it again. If Tanner Mangum was entitled or not completely Team BYU, this could be weird, but it's not because Tanner Mangum is a great, great teammate and his time will come it might be in the first game it was last year who knows Ty Detmer said that he knows that he's a huge part of this team 
and in the future, and maybe quicker than you think. Who knows? Taysom Hill also referenced Tanner Mangum in his interview yesterday as being super supportive. Kalani Satake took out any speculation as to what their plans were with Tanner in terms of a red shirt when he said this. We just really decided to get going, and, and uh, Tanner will play, and so you know, he's not redshirting or anything like that. We'll just go with that and see how, how, how it goes this season. Tanner will play. He's not redshirting or anything. So what about Tanner? He's a great teammate, as Jerem just said, smart, competitive dude. And Taysom and Tanner, are they're guys that are friends. Here's the thing. Tanner is dialed into the game such that he can help Taysom on the sideline in between drives and in the flow of the game, discussing coverages, different ideas about what plays they should run. They can bounce ideas off of each other. This can benefit BYU even with Tanner on the sideline. You need a great backup. You do. You need someone to be good. You remember when Tanner Mangum tweaked his hamstring and Bo Hodge, really young, not super ready for that moment, could be in the future, but that was a lot to handle. Couldn't quite get it done for BYU. Tanner Mangum had to come back in. You would not have that situation should there be an injury, right? You can bring in a capable guy at this point. I want Bo Hodge to develop and be ready because at some point, maybe next year even, maybe, Bo Hodge is the backup and he could see some time. So get ready. Let's say Taysom is a little sore, needs some rest for a game. Okay, Tanner Mangum will get the start. Any questions or concerns? No. Tanner will give BYU coaches... The option to rest Taysom at any point in a game or for an entire game if they so choose. And they can know that they're in great shape. How many schools get to say that? I don't ever see Taysom Hill just resting. But if there's an injury, yes. That's what I think. It's a sweet luxury to have. What's your reaction to Taysom Hill being named the BYU starting quarterback at Still Team Riley? Says, found myself really happy, then really sad for Rich Rod. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sad for Rich Rod at all. Zero sympathy, empathy there. I'm sorry. Related to BYU football. Coming up, everything is awesome. The creator of the BYU Nebraska Hail Mary Lego video. And is BYU really one vote away from Big 12 expansion? Greg Swain thinks so. He joins us next. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I love the whole daylight savings time, uh, (laughs) daylight and savings, right? So yesterday, for like 15 minutes, I was trying to figure out what time the game is for BYU Arizona. (laughs) It took me forever. (laughs) It's basically Pacific time. But the people in Arizona are like, no, no, it's savings time. No, well, the, they, don't, they don't do it. They, yeah, just, yeah, they yeah. just maintain the same and time I, all I year. I knew that, but I was confused. So yesterday I inaccurately said that countdown to kickoff on game day, live from Glendale and Provo, will be at 8.30 Eastern time. That is not correct. It is 9.30 Eastern time. Idiot Jerem said the wrong time. 9.30 <laughs> Eastern time next Saturday. BYU opens up the season to go 1-0 against Arizona. You can watch the pregame show featuring Spencer Linton. And David McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan mm-hmm. on that show. <laughs> 9.30, not 8.30, Eastern. 9.30 <laughs> Eastern. I was like, oh, it's not 8.30? No. Whoops. <laughs> That's okay. We have time to correct that, right? We still have 10 days. <laughs> before, well, yeah, luckily we did 10 days out before and not like the game. one day out. Refreshing yeah. today's BYUSN headlines. BYU football is named a starting quarterback. His name is Taysom Hill. He wears number seven. He is 26 years old as of yesterday. Head coach Kalani Sitake said, 
the best guy won, and a great player was in second place. We felt that Taysom was the guy who earned the spot. Tanner Mangum, oh, by the way, will not redshirt this season. Seven seniors on the football team. Michael Davis, Taysom Hill, Harvey Longy, Kai Nakua, Cy Tauti, Travis Tuiloma, and Jamal Williams made the Reese's Senior Bowl watch list. Tuckett Slade was named as the new director of baseball operations yesterday after being an assistant coach at Salt Lake Community College the past four years. Tuckett, like, Tuckett Slade could be like the name of a gun or something, yes. right? And an update from Cougars in the Miners. Adam Law went two for three with an RBI for the AA Jackson Generals. Jacob Rugman went two for four with a double for the AAA Nashville Sounds. And Michael Rucker pitched two scoreless innings of relief for the Arizona League Cubs in its fifth appearance. Our next guest tweeted out the following things just a few days ago. At G Swaim, will BYU and Cincinnati get Big 12 invites soon? Quite a few media who follow Big 12 expansion think so. Is he one of those media that thinks so? Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is radio TV host Greg Swaim in the heart of Big 12 country. Greg, nice to have you back on the show. Guys, thanks for having me on again. Okay, you've excited a lot of people with uh, a second tweet that you sent out, and I quote that, not as of this morning, but BYU and the UC Bearcats have seven and six votes respectively. Eight could happen soon. What are you hearing on the front of BYU potentially getting an eighth vote, Greg? I think it's going to happen. Here's what's going on, guys. It's uh, more of a geography thing. You know, a lot of people, and you'll see this, uh, bringing up on, on Twitter some old stuff from around the first part of August when you first started getting uh, national news folks uh, saying, oh, the LGBT community sent letters to the Big 12. They don't want BYU in for whatever reason. That's old news. Uh, if, if that was going to stop anything with the talks, those talks would have ceased immediately because uh, you guys know this better than anybody. BYU is not going to change anything they do and they shouldn't uh you know to me you talk about intolerance well there's religious intolerance too and so uh, i think the, I, i'm thinking most of the presidents with the big 12 see it that way now the problem with a couple of schools citing geography not so much for football because you get on a plane and you go we're not taking trains anymore uh, the the issue with so many olympic sports and I use the term Olympic sports because coaches who coach Olympic sports get mad when I call them non-revenue sports, even though that's what they are. <laughs> They're non-revenue for a reason. They don't make money. So you got to spend a lot of money flying back and forth. I think that's the biggest issue that's being worked out now. This thing's about to happen. I really think it'll be BYU and Cincinnati. I think the TV folks said, you know what, uh, we don't want you taking four, take two. Yeah, we're fine with BYU and Cincinnati, and let's go with it. It's not going to be Houston. Houston has two votes, and that's Texas and Texas Tech. And Texas and Texas Tech are very well aware that it's not going to be Houston. Uh, But there are political reasons for both schools needing to keep Houston happy. So they're going to go ahead and and make it well known that, hey, hey, we wanted you guys. Sorry to get in. (laughs) We tried, man. It's going to be Cincinnati. Yeah, we, we did everything we could, guys. They knew all along. This thing's going to be happening, I think, in the next month, hopefully sooner. Um, I've got some connections in, at both Cincinnati and BYU and uh, in the administration. Both feel like it could happen anytime. I think it's going to be more like a month. Once again, we're talking about the Big 12. They don't do anything fast. They don't ever do anything right. 
but I think in this case they might do it right and get BYU and Cincinnati. Wow. Okay, there you go. Greg Swaim joining us, radio TV host in the heart of Big 12 country. How confident are you in those specific vote numbers, Greg? Uh, very confident because after after I tweeted that, I got some verification from some guys who – some of them have put something like this in their newspaper column, and these are you know major cities that follow the Big 12. These are guys that follow the Big 12 all the time. They've got some of the same connections. They've got maybe better connections than I do. They they kind of verified that. So uh, West Virginia, Texas, and Texas Tech uh, are probably, and I say probably because nobody knows for sure, but most of us are coming to consensus on this. Uh, Texas and Texas Tech had switched tomorrow. It's just a matter of, hey, we're holding out for you, Houston, to get one of those two spots. Um, West Virginia, because, you know, that's half, more than halfway across country, two-thirds across country. Uh, but once again, they're on an island, so they kind of get it. So those are the three teams that uh, you mentioned BYU has seven votes. Those are the three that either are undecided or – against for or for Houston or whatever it's Texas Texas Tech and West Virginia that's what you're hearing related to yeah, BYU and, and they could they could flip at any time uh, the thought is between you know guys I talked to is that West Virginia is kind of holding out hey we're, we're okay with BYU as long as we get Cincinnati which is right up the road mm-hmm. so I think all that's going to happen all it's going to fall into place the last thing that needs to be worked out is probably not have a, a true round robin or anything in the in the minor sports because that's a lot of travel you know softball baseball volleyball whatnot yeah and there are several power five conferences that have kind of set the way for this as they expand they could look at what they've done with 14 teams acc sec big 10 they all have 14 as well when, when you look at um what what's at stake here for for BYU and Cincinnati, it feels like it's going to be those two. Will you be surprised if it's not those two or if it's more than those yes. two? Yeah, and, and of the 20 schools that have been mentioned, I mean, a dozen or more have less shot than you and I starting our own college and getting in. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's that bad. I mean, you know, East Carolina, some of those folks. You're uh, saying Arkansas you know, State doesn't have a shot, Greg, at getting into the I know, Big right? Hard, hard to believe, hard to believe, but – the Red Wolves, maybe they'll get in a real conference someday. Um, that being said, you know, like Central Florida, South Florida, um, Houston really makes no sense. And Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State's been pretty adamant about, no, we don't want those guys. That makes no sense. And I think even Texas and Texas Tech, you know, it makes no sense. Uh, it makes zero sense for them recruiting and, and whatnot. But you know they, like I said, they've got some uh, some issues politically tie, uh, political ties, that kind of thing. Um, down the road, you know, there might be some other schools that are being mentioned now that could be in. But for today, there are only two schools that are getting a majority that need a supermajority, and that's you know BYU and Cincinnati. Do you think this is beneficial for the Big 12 that they are leaning towards adding just two teams because maybe, I don't know, let's say in the future when the grant of rights contracts come up for the TV partners in 2024 that hey, maybe there's an opportunity to go out and get a couple of other teams from Power 5 conferences and then move to 14? Or is this like the last gasp effort and maybe the Big 12 dissolves in 2024? Where do you stand on that issue? Well, I think neither of those. Um 
who are both, uh, uh, you know, AAU schools, could go ahead and join the Big Ten. The Big 12 would not lose their Power 5 status immediately, and they would have to go out and get some more replacements. And by the way, that's that's a very real scenario. Uh, but, you know, if if those things happen in the next couple of years, where let's say we get BYU, BYU and Cincinnati in the Big 12, and the grant of rights is extended another 20 years, kind of like the ACC did, and they get some big TV contracts, and they get a Big 12 network, and somehow they bring in the infrastructure from your guys' network, which is terrific. It's already got, you know, everybody in the country can get it on, you know, cable and satellite uh, or, or and or the Longhorn Network. Uh, Oklahoma has a little bit of infrastructure as well, uh, not quite the network you guys have or Texas has, but you bring all those in and, and somehow combine them into a Big 12 network, and then we're talking a totally different scenario. So right now, I don't want to get too much into what the, the distant future will be because who knows with these guys. But I will say <laughs> I think they're going to do the right thing in this particular sense of circumstance and get BYU in Cincinnati. Greg, great stuff. A lot of BYU fans are very hopeful at what you have told them. So uh, hopefully we'll see BYU-Cincinnati or BYU and whoever, for that, for that matter, uh, get invited to the Big 12 sometime in the next month. Thanks so much. Guys, looking forward to uh, maybe meeting you in 2017 up in Provo. That sounds fabulous, go. Greg. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Greg Swaim on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Listen, it's all quiet on the Western Front related to who are the two, are the two schools that have been the quietest in this whole process? BYU and Cincinnati. Well, ain't that a thing, Spencer? Hmm. Take what you will from that interview. Maybe you're feeling like it's a done deal now. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the man who created the Lego video, Jared Jacobs. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, including our interview with Greg Swaim a TV and radio show host that covers Big 12 teams closely. He says he feels like the Big 12 is going to do the right thing this time and add BYU and Cincinnati, saying that he thinks it'll happen sometime in the next month. Just do it! But in the meantime, we'll get you ready for the 2016 BYU football season with, with our season preview show on Friday. Regular showtime, noon Eastern time, we will get you ready for the season, break down the games, our win predictions, and so on and so forth. Coming up this Friday. Our Twitter question today, what's your reaction to Taysom Hill being named the BYU starting quarterback at Brute DR? Says, obvious, nothing against Tanner, but Taysom is a freak in the best possible way. Got to start Taysom if he's healthy. Coaches, Super freak! Taysom say they, he is 100%. Our next guest has created maybe the greatest Lego sports reenactment of an event ever. Using the call from Sean McDonough on ESPN, here is the Mangum Miracle in Lego form. If you can't see it on BYU TV, we will make sure that it is tweeted out on our accounts. Hit it! Three-man rush. Mangum, all kinds of time. Steps into the throw. Down to the goal line! And caught! Touchdown, BYU! Mitch Matthews on the last play of the game! An unbelievable dramatic win for the BYU Cougars. You can't not watch that. 
You can't not watch that and smile. I love, I love it so much. The attention to detail is amazing. Ooh. Everything from the camera guys and how they look to Mitch <laughs> Matthews taking off his helmet and running to the middle of the field with Austin Heater to the Hauk hug. Oh, it's crazy. So good. How unbelievably accurate that video is. So joining us now, Jared Jacobs, a.k.a. at Gold Yeller on the Twitter machine, is with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Jared, first of all, well done, my friend. Welcome to the show. A hearty welcome to the show. Thank you. How in the world did you put that together? How long did it take? Um, That one took probably about 30 hours, I would say. Wow, 30 hours? How do you even do something like that? Can you explain to us how the production of something like that even begins? Um, I mean, I, I had done the Michigan State-Michigan botched hunt, and so I had the field set up for it. Um, and the, I just had to tweak the bleachers a little bit and like the take the brick off from the big house. And uh, But, yeah, I, I mean, just, I, I don't know, I just built it and then – Filming it takes forever. And I have to watch that video so many times, more times than I ever wanted to watch it. But I mean, it's a great play. How many times did you have to watch it to get the detail? Because Spence pointed out the detail, but you have the Hulk hug, and you have the fans, and you have the Mitch Matthews coming out, and camera guy. I mean, how many times did you watch the real play to reenact it in Lego form? I don't even know. I watched it a lot of times. Um, I. I added a couple little things in, like I had uh, Taysom on crutches kind of walking off the field. I, just, I like to put little Easter eggs in there so yeah. that people can find them. And, um, I don't know, it kind of stylizes it to, to my style, I guess. I want to, I'm, I'm now wanting to see Taysom Hill walk off the <laughs> field in crutches. That's, Deleted scenes. That's yeah. amazing. Jared Jacobs, at Gold Yeller on Twitter, created the Lego reenactment of the Manga Miracle last September in 2015. Okay, Jared, in terms of, like, facial expressions and the number of characters you use, how many Lego guys are you using during this? Um, these these football ones are – there's a lot of guys in it. I mean, there's, you know, 22 guys on the field, and then I'll try and get – I try and make the sidelines look as littered with Legos as I can, but um, – yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know a tally on how many people I use. Well, let's get this out on the table. You're a Boise State fan, right? Yes. Go Broncos. <laughs> so so are you going to do anything or could you do anything from the BYU-Boise State game last year? <laughs> um, so the reason I did this video, um, aside from the Cougar karma or the BYU karma, whatever you guys call it, <laughs> obviously it's garnered. Um, it was for a buddy of mine who works in the video department over for the football team. And, uh, that was one of the things when we were kind of brainstorming on, on which one I was going to make for him. I said, it can't be anything that, that paints Boise state in a bad light. <laughs> I'm still pretty bitter about that one. The next week. Yeah. Hey, it's up on the blue so this that year. That was off the table. Yeah. That's off the table. If you, if, if somebody else wants to recreate that, Go for it. Okay. 30 okay, hours later. Enough. I will. I'll probably troll them on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Jacobs with us, the creator of uh, the Hail Mary Lego video that we all witnessed yesterday. Jared, when it, when it comes to 
the creative process behind this. When when did you decide like, yeah, Legos are cool and I'm I'm going to do something with Lego film production? Um to, honestly, I I kind of had I decided what I wanted to do way later in life because I'm 38 years old. Probably about four years ago, I decided I wanted to, wanted to do something with film. I wasn't sure what it was. I actually went and talked to the BYU admissions because I was thinking about going to film school there, and they talked me out of it, which I'm glad they did because I have a wife and three kids and didn't really want to go back to school, but I wanted to learn how to do it. And so the guy just kind of gave me some good advice to to just reach out to people that are doing what I want to do. And so I reached out to... Um, David Peterson, he was a music guy that does a lot of Devin Supertramp videos, and I thought that's what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to get into music production, but um, I started making Lego videos kind of just in my mother-in-law's basement one Thanksgiving when I felt reclusive and didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> and, um, Classic. And, and, and it was like a, it was a Breaking Bad scene. And it was awful. Like, it was probably one of the worst videos I've ever seen. But one of the guys from the show, like, regrammed it and put it out on Twitter. And so after that, that kind of got me. Had he not done that, I probably wouldn't have kept making Lego videos. Because I didn't even have Lego at the time. Like, I was borrowing my nephew's batch of Legos even to make those. Are you surprised by the reaction to this? I mean, this is like a national thing, this video. I, I mean, I knew it would be... I knew it would do well. I was I was surprised. I put the Michigan State one out last week. That was something I created for um, the Big Ten Network because um, I'm going to be making some videos for them for the season. Um, but we're going to be using Oyo instead of Lego. It's, it's spelled O-Y-O. It's kind of it's a it's a licensing thing. That's why we're using Oyo over Lego. Um, and so I don't know. I forgot what the question was. <laughs> Are you surprised how big this became? Oh, uh, yes and no. I mean, I didn't. You you never know what's gonna hit and what's not going to. Um, I kind of had a inkling that it might do well, but I didn't. I didn't know it was gonna do this well. Now, this appears to be something that you can turn into uh, a lucrative thing. I mean, did you anticipate that it would come to future work now with the Big Ten Conference? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know. I did a Tiger Woods one that kind of went viral in, back in May, and that was what garnered a lot of interest from football. Um, and I remember talking to my dad, who was a BYU alum, and he was like, too bad you can't monetize this thing. And I was like, are you crazy? I just got interviewed by somebody in Australia. <laughs> how, can, how can I not monetize this? Well, we wish you congratulations. So, yeah, I'll keep going. Sorry. No, it's that's that's where I'm at. It's really exciting, and we look forward to like I'm excited to see your next video, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, the next one should be fun. Okay, can you give us a hint? Uh, it's NFL. It's going to be the next one. It's an NFL video. Okay. Well, I'm sure you'll let us know on the Twitter machine when that comes out. We'll make sure that uh, we blast it out, and we, we appreciate the time uh, for uh, you joining us today. And, and I saw you on the sidelines at Utah State last year, and so it's, uh, it's good to reconnect with you on the phone. Yeah, I'll see you in Boise. I'll probably be at the UCLA game too, so I'll, I'll come say hi when I see you then. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Jared. All right, see ya. 
Jared Jacobs on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret That's First, awesome. your values, your timeline, your financial future. Who hasn't been at the in-laws at Thanksgiving and been like, man, I'm bored and I don't want to chat. And you go to the basement and you create something that goes viral. That's just <laughs> how it works. That is the perfect culture for viral video. I was feeling reclusive, so I went to my mother-in-law's basement and made a Breaking Bad Everyone Lego video. Everyone to the reclusive part. What do Reese's and BYU football have to do with each other? That's in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Cougars named a starting quarterback. It's 26-year-old Taysom Hill. Happy birthday yesterday, by the way. Head coach Kalani Sataki said the best guy won and a great player was in second place. We felt that Taysom Hill was the guy who earned the spot. Seven seniors on the football team. Michael Davis, Taysom Hill, Harvey Longy, Kainakua, Sai Tautu, Travis Tuiloma, and Jamal Williams made the Reese's Senior Bowl watch list. Baseball. Tuckett Slade was named as the new director of baseball operations yesterday from being an assistant coach at Salt Lake Community College the past four years. Cougars in the minors. Adam Law, two for three with an RBI for the AA Jackson Generals. Jacob Brugman, two for four with the... A double for the AAA National Sands, and Michael Rucker pitched two scoreless innings of relief for the Arizona League Cubs in his fifth appearance. Men's basketball. BYU and Illinois on December 17th will be at 9.30 Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. Future guests include Yogi Roth of the Pac-12 Network, football analyst to discuss BYU's chances at a Pac-12 South co-championship. <laughs> and Amy Boswell of BYU Women's Volleyball, third-team All-American to preview the Cougar season, which starts on Friday. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Goes to Bob Bowlesby and Jared Jacobs. What a video, man. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Again, we give it to him. Maddich Mondays also return very, very soon. On Our Monday. elite tweet of the day from Matt Lasersheet answering what's your reaction to Taysom Hill? He must be balling because we all know that t- what Tanner can do. I still want a flea flicker. Hashtag Jerem17+. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Thanks to Mitchell Jurgens, Greg Swaim, and everyone on our crew. Jared Jacobs. Audio podcast on iTunes. Download it for Jerem. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Rick Ashmore. Who?